welcome to the Football and Grits Bowl Pod Stravaganza. Bowl Pod Stravaganza. Okay. I like it. it. I think yes. we're going to go with that. Um, Brody, you'll have it's to a excuse bowl, me. a bowl of grits. Yeah, I, that's that's a good point. Brody, you'll have to excuse yeah. me because I don't know what the signature food of Indiana is, so I can't make pork a... Pork tenderloin. Uh, fo- breaded pork tenderloin. Right, so, like larger so football, than your Football and pork tenderloin. Brody... Um, I think actually we can't let Greg Sankey's office find out about this, but you're recording an SEC podcast in the state I, of Indiana. I did feel like a traitor recording this in Big Ten country. <laughs> I did. I'm here for my nephew's birthday, as you can see different surroundings. Uh, first birthday. But I apologize. But yes. Oh, yeah. Football and pork tenderloin. Let's do it. Okay. That sounds There's... good. Well, I'm still in SEC country. Uh, unlike you uh, it down. Oh, uh Oh, what Judas Manziel over here. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Brody, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to look through every bowl game uh, from the best to the worst. We will pick them against our better judgment against the spread. Um, Shane Beamer getting a little defensive about his offensive coordinator hire. We got to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, but first, uh, obviously, the SEC lost uh, Mike Leach this week. Um, all of college football lost Mike Leach this week. And, uh, of course, his family as well. Um, uh, our condolences to them. Uh, we, I, I joined Ari Wasserman and Andy Staples for the Andy Staples show this week. Um, we went long on a um, Mike Leach tribute show. And I think what he meant to the sport as a figure, as a uh, master tactician, as a trailblazer and of course just as an entertaining figure um is really hard to sum up in a hour-long podcast but we tried you guys did a great job of it yeah and um so if you want more on that um go back and listen to that Uh, i think uh we tried to not make it too sad because we thought that's that knowing Mike Leach, that's, that's probably not what he would want. No, you guys highlighted the fun of it and the brilliance <laughs> of it. I thought it was a it was a good pot. And I think there is also like a little bit of I mean, this is all sad, but a little bit of like solace, I think, in knowing that the biggest question when he took that job, right, was can this all work in the SEC? Can it work? And I'm not like this, there's no good in this, but there's something that like, you know what, man, he went out and he showed it could work. They went eight and four this year. It was a really good state team. Like mm-hmm. all the last three years, they've been solid. So I think there's a little something that like, Hey man, his legacy is here to stay as, as you guys put out so well throughout the whole pod, it's here to stay because it filters into all of football. It's everywhere now, but also it's here to stay because he showed the purest form of it can work in the SEC. Yeah. I think that's my two takeaways from, from this week. And just thinking about Mike Leach is, is, one, most importantly, he showed us to be yourself yeah. and to not be what you think you should be because of whatever you do or whatever people around you act like. Um, nobody personified that more than Mike Leach. And, of course, um, like you mentioned, his influence from high school football to the NFL, I think there's a case to be made that Mike Leach was more influential than any coach in the history of the game. I think, I think it's a real argument. You yeah. can make that case. Um, so anyway, um, thank you to Mike Leach. I'm sorry to his family. I'm sorry to college football fans. Um, it's just a massive loss. I, I was texting with some friends earlier, and it's it's hard to even make it feel like it's real because he was just so – he was in our lives and in the sport just so recently that it's uh, it's hard to wrap your head around. The, even the reaction to it does feel like it's coming from a place of numbness. It's just like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Like, this doesn't let your point. It was so sudden and so out of nowhere, something that wasn't even remotely, like, in the path of possibility in our minds that, yeah, I think there's a numbness to it that, like, I think in a few months when we settle down, it'll be even stranger just being like, mm-hmm. wait, Mississippi State, you know, is not going to be led by the pirate. But he swung his I sword, never got man. To- I never. He did swing his sword. I never got to go down to Key West and spend some time with him. But uh, yeah, it seems like everyone West. has, man. Which is that's a lot of <laughs> Well, the year everyone off, he seems to invite every reporter down there. So I think, uh, you know, I have never been to Key West. But in the event that I make it down there, how far is that from Miami? I don't know. I'm pretty, going to the Orange Bowl. Is it pretty far? I actually don't know. I won't even pretend to lie to you. This no isn't idea. football and geography, so I'll look it up on a map later. Uh, but uh, I may have to pop down there and and see the Mike Leach stool and appreciate yeah. Key West because uh, football and grits takes Key West, man. They're worse. Yeah, pods. exactly, exactly. Um, so anyway, go listen to that pod. Um, I think we uh, we tried to do him uh, uh, do his life service. Let's get to Shane Beamer 
Brody, yes. it's the holiday season. Brody's been busy. Uh, yesterday, uh, so we're recording this on Thursday. I believe this was uh, on Wednesday. Shane Beamer hired Dowell Loggins, who, Brody, I don't know if you know this or not, I witnessed Dowell Loggins, like, half of his career um, production as a holder walk-on quarterback <laughs> at Arkansas in, like, 2003. Uh, I remember Would, him. Did well that prepare as a you for writing about his career as an SEC OC? It did, I think. Yeah. Um, I thought he scored a touchdown on a fake once. It might have been a two point conversion. In my mind, I remembered him scoring a touchdown. I looked it up just before the show. I don't think he actually scored a touchdown. Which we should keep that in mind then, because I feel like he's somebody who's going to have a play ready to to make sure a, a center or a long snapper can score. Yeah. For whatever it's forever it's worth, he was a rock solid holder for Arkansas and has since gone on to uh, a coaching career that's taken him to a lot of places. And now it has taken him to South Carolina. Yeah. Um, the, the the natives were a little restless with Marcus Satterfield um, yeah. earlier this year, and they were. I think people. I I don't think anybody's going to throw Dow Loggins a parade necessarily. Um, and Shane Beamer this week. Took offense to that. Brody has not seen this clip, by the yes, way. Yes, this is going to be a blind so, react from me. If you if you have not, it's fantastic. Uh, I read your I read your article, Gene. Here, here here's what Shane had to say about his new OC hire. People that are in the profession know about Dow Loggins. So I read your article this morning, Gene, and that's great. I'm sure in your research you did more than just say, "Well, I haven't heard of that guy before. Let me see what his stats said." Oh, well, he had a run as a coordinator in the NFL that maybe wasn't as successful that he wanted, so he must not be very good. Surely you did more research than that, Gene. And it's not just Gene, it's a lot of people. So surely everybody that wants to critique every hire that we make here, I'm sure you guys knew that Dow Loggins turned down a coordinator job in the SEC last year, correct? Everybody knew that, right? I'm sure you guys know that I'm the fourth SEC head coach that's reached out to him in the last two weeks about coming to work for him. So we were fortunate to hire Dow Loggins because there were a lot of other people that were interested in hiring Dow Loggins as well. I'm sure you guys reached out to Bill Parcells, who Dow worked for. Anybody? I'm sure the people on the outside, all the experts on social media, I'm sure they called Sean Payton, arguably one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time. Uh, to talk to Sean Payton about Dow. I'm sure you reached out to Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. All those guys are guys that Dow worked for. Did you call Connor Shaw? Alshon Jeffrey. Coached, Dow coached Alshon Jeffrey with the Chicago Bears. And I'll keep my conversation with Alshon private, but it was pretty dang, important, pretty dang special what he told me. I talk- wow. <laughs> That I read your is, article, Gene. I'm going to start saying that. First off, yeah, every single – I'm going to just comment that on every article you write for <laughs> the next six weeks at least. Just I read your article, I Actually, Gene. I don't know Gene Sapikoff at all, really. Uh, yeah. South Carolina, but do you know him, Brody? I do not, but, I mean, he has a good reputation. I'm aware of his, I'm aware yeah. of his existence. I, I don't know him personally. But uh, Congrats again, on being a meme, Gene. Meme. Yeah. Gene. Listen, we've talked ad nauseum about Shane Beamer, and I think – People but who, that this encapsulates is, it. Perfectly. It is. This is this is the Shane Beamer Rorschach test because if you hate Shane Beamer, that's mm-hmm. only going to make you hate him more. Very and if you true. like well Shane put, Beamer, yeah. like especially for his constituents, the South Carolina fans, you know, especially people that you know are like, well, I trust my head coach who through two seasons, it's a results business, has probably earned some you of that. Trust, trust him. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're in. Now we'll see. Again, this is a results business. So if the Dalhog entire works. Shane Beamer, that 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 press conference is going to be brought up one way or the other. If it doesn't work, I'm sure it'll be brought up again by the. And detractors. there was like, there was like ten seconds in there to your point of like, I think I might hate this. Like you know, there was a minute there where I'm like, <laughs> I think this is making me angry that he's doing this. And then I really kept thinking about it. I'm like, no, 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 this is every. I mean, it's the theme we talk about with Shane Beamer, right? It's like he says the quiet part out loud, but not in like the douchey like. You know, like, you know, some people are just like, oh, he says the quiet part. And it's like kind of this weird like, (laughs) no, no, it's just like he's not afraid to be like, no, no, no. You guys don't know. Like Mm -hmm. he's good. And I I, first off, think about if you're a staff member, how much how many how many points is going to win for him in the future? Like I would would want to work for this guy because I know he's going to fight for me in a press conference. But still, Mm -hmm. just like 
I went from hating it to this is the best thing ever because he's just like, guys, you don't know. And by the way, he's actually helping the reporters in that rant too. Like he is helping the reporters and telling them, guys, here's what you need to know. So it's not all just like toxic. And I am here for it. Tip of the cap to you, Shane Beamer. And we're leading off our we're week. leading off our bull pod extravaganza with uh, South Carolina's OC hire. So let's. Great Without point. that, I don't know. That I think we would might note it and say, "Well, we'll see how it goes." But uh, you know, we would not have noted it. I feel very we confident not, we would yeah. not have noted it. So yes, <laughs> you you won the. So news anyway, cycle. a hat tip to Shane Beamer, uh, who makes this sport more entertaining and who probably scored some points with the people whose opinions he cares about. Do you think um, he'd want to be an executive producer of Football and Grits, just considering like how much of a large part of it he's become? Um, only if I can establish. I read your article, Gene. As yes. a drop to start the show. Oh, in honor every of day. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he owns a lot uh, so of real estate on Football and Grits, and I appreciate it. He that. does. He does. Uh, so very entertaining. And again, it's a results business. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, you know, time will tell. Uh, I think you can – what you want to do and conceptually, offensively, not to, not to sound like a coach, Brody – comes out of execution if you got guys who can run it you can do some good things yes there are some schemes that are terrible and will never work i might have covered one of them at Arkan. i mean at, uh, at tennessee uh during the jeremy pruitt era but we'll see nfl we'll see. concepts have, have come to college i think that's a recruiting pitch you can do um especially if you don't have like the kirby smart nick saban um you know um pedigree but we're seeing this now, like Kentucky right now brings back yes. Liam Cohen, and our colleague Max Olson reports that the leader for Devin Leary's services, Kentucky. Makes, I mean, there you that go. Would be a really good fit. There you go. Ways, actually, I, would I think love when that. you're, yeah. I think when you report, I think when you're, when you're recruiting the portal, where guys are, hey, I got one or two years and I'm to the league. Like, what do we got here? Like the, the there's a lot. There's a there's a there's a um. Uh, a lot of dropping of the facade when you're recruiting portal kids versus uh, high school kids where you're like, they've seen you know, it. Yeah. They've been through. Yeah. It. They're like, you know, when you're putting high school kids, you know, you're giving academic you know, presentations yeah. and all this. And like, what do you, you know, it's a, when it's a portal, can you get me to the league? What yeah. am I in? You, I have one chance left. Can you not screw it up? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so I think you're right. I think when you have that, you know, we'll see. So Brody, without further ado, let's get to the bowls. Now I personally, Use an advanced metric that I refer to as the uh, the Doobie Index, oh, uh, which is uh, do you want to be there? Index. Um, we this t- the T is silent for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Continue. Uh, I'm a big believer that the team that wants to be there and is happy to be there and is still invested in their season will fare better on the field. I don't know what the uh, advanced numbers tell us on this, um, but I got to look at the. We're, we're going to be looking at some of the Doobie Index numbers uh, over the course of this this bull pod extravaganza, and uh, I think they're going to correlate strongly to what we see on the field, Brody. I read yeah, your article. I'm not going to spoil. Gene. I read your article this morning, Gene. I read- <laughs> so good. Well, well done, John. Now. I ha- I have to say as we before we get in the lesson I will not spoil my disagreements but okay you and I are very aligned thinkers I think for the most part when we disagree it's like a part of something we disagree about I mean we agree mm-hmm. on I looked at your list of your entertainment rankings and your watchability I am shocked how much I disagree like okay uh, now there's some obvious ones I agree with but there are some that I am just blown away by how much I disagree with so I'm All looking right. forward to this yeah so we ranked these by watchability. And how much me personally, when I look down the ACC bowl schedule, the little uh, the little tingle in my tongue that I that I feel when I see them on the schedule, and how badly I want to watch these games. Number one, Brody, it should come as no surprise. Yes. Um, this is going to be one of those types of games where it looks like they're playing a different sport because of all the talent on the field. Georgia and Ohio State. No Jackson Smith and Jigba yep. for Ohio State. Controversial decision to shut it down this year, to say the least. Uh, I think that will be something that is brought up. But but wasn't it – okay, I'm, I need to really quickly ask. We don't want to spend time mm-hmm. on it. But wasn't it kind of up in the air if he'd actually be, like, healthy enough anyway? So isn't this more of, like, there a, is a lot situation of, there is than, a lot like, of, a 
there's a lot of buzz about how serious the injury is. Okay, and how much I'm not, is. we don't have to dive into it, but I, I'm not his doctor, and whether or not it's fair or not or true or not, there are certainly people who believe that it's, eh, you know, if yeah. you needed to go, you could go. So that's an interesting wrinkle. Certainly, Georgia has the DBs to slow down Ohio State's offense. Um, it, it, you know, Georgia has been the best team all season. The knock on Ohio State all year, well, not all year, somewhat all year, but certainly again with the Michigan game when they lose the exact same game is, is this team soft? Has Ryan Day sucked out the toughness in this program? Georgia's going to be that test. Now, Georgia can either in one game reconfirm all that and put some pretty serious doubts into what the future of Ohio State's program is under Ryan Day. But if Ohio State holds its own at the line of scrimmage, finds a way to win this game, and gets to the national championship game after being run off of its home field by Michigan, you can flip that narrative in a hurry. And Brody, the narrative just disappears at that point. Yeah. It does, and you might get a shot at Michigan again. Which I mean, if if Ohio State wins this game, they are the favorite to win the national title. Like just unless, well, unless they play we Michigan. know, I'm, I'm, I don't I, think Vegas is going to favor them over Michigan. I don't. Think no, they so. will. No, there's already been some I things saying so. that if they met again, it would be like a two point favorite. I've, I've, Interesting. Maybe you're which, right. By the way, I'm quick credit to you. Actually, in Atlanta, I said we were debating what Georgia Ohio State spread would be, and I said about three and a half, four, and you said seven and a half, and I'm pretty sure the immediate open was seven and a half. So I will just give you, <laughs> there you go. tip of the cap, you sir. Go. But, which I, I'm saying tip of the cap too much. But, I mean, <laughs> we were, I mean, this one, there's no disagreement with me on. Like, this is, in a lot of ways, this is the perfect semifinal. I really, mm-hmm. like, I actually believe that because, one, start with two massive programs that don't really see each other. So, I mean, that for, like, let's start there. That's a win. But, two. When, I don't even know when the last time these teams. I can't played. remember. Yeah, I really yeah, can't. I, I'm two, sure it was in, like, the 60s or something. Yeah, I don't think it's been any time in the 2000s. And if I'm wrong, please tell us. But, yeah. George, and then you have a team that ever like Georgia is the best team. We all agree that, and we want to watch Georgia. But the problem with Georgia is there's not many games left that they could play that like would intrigue us because we kind of are reaching a point where we think they're just better than everybody. And I think this is perfect because Ohio State is one of the very few teams in all of the sport that talent wise match up. Like they, yes. in theory, match up. They are not as good, and I do not think they're as good. But that makes it even but the better. The talent gap we, is not as wide. Yeah, the talent gap is very thin. And and on the other end of that, it's like Ohio State's intriguing because it's a team that they're not as good as they're supposed to be. And there are all these questions and there is this, what's going on? How can you keep getting out tough against Michigan? All that stuff. So it's like, it's the perfect semifinal. Cause in theory, Georgia should win by 10 and you feel pretty good about that, but Ohio state could totally win. Or if Ohio state gets whooped, then we have this massive other narrative of like, guys, we're officially there. Uh, you know, like Ohio state's officially a problem. Like it's, this is as juicy for me as it gets from a narrative point of view. Also, thank you, Paul Welch, for coming. I in knew I knew a commenter was going to come in. No, I know that's why I need you guys. You can ask. For, you can ask for people to comment, and they will not comment and get one thing wrong, and it's like eight comments. Like Leroy <laughs> Jenkins, yeah. Uh, Georgia and Ohio State, yeah, played the 1993 Citrus Bowl. UGA won 21. It was. I was going to say, didn't Herb Street play in that? He yeah. did. Wow, I feel good that I knew that. Kirk Herb Street's last game. Okay. Um, but yeah, no argument. By the way, either. it's worth noting, I should say, uh, before we start, I have this conversation every year. The sponsors are not names of the bowls, guys. If you want me to say the sponsor of a bowl game, please, I'll give you my address. You can send me a check, and we will refer to the sponsors of the bowls. Wait, okay, what about like ones that the the sponsor is the only name for the Well, then we don't have a choice. Then we don't have a choice. Um, Isn't it just the Duke's Mayo Bowl? Like, I want to say... Well, I was going to ask you, actually, if you know what ReliaQuest is, because there's a ReliaQuest Bowl. That one actually makes... I don't get angry often, as you know. That thing (laughs) called just the ReliaQuest Bowl, like, it hurts my soul. Like, I'm angry about it. Like, I refuse to ever call it that. I'm just... Because that one, that's... That's Tampa, right? Uh, I believe so. I could be wrong. I don't. It's I didn't. Bowl. I had to. Google. Yeah, it's, it's the old Outback Bowl, oh, and yeah, I'm just like, right. I'm just calling that the bowl in Tampa now. I'm not. I am so sorry, ReliQuest. You can buy me out, so like you can send me money, <laughs> and I I am easily bought. But for now, I'm not calling it that. It's I'm the bowl sad we don't have the Bloom and Onion Coconut Shrimp matchup because I have Brody. I have uh, when I was in Dallas. Actually, we lived very close to an Outback. I was not going to go drive across the city, but I have redeemed my winning 
free coconut shrimp oh, or a free absolutely. on like three occasions at an outback. Oh, I think um, I confessed to you in Atlanta. Do you remember what I confessed to you? I that don't I, remember. I believe, yeah, I spent my 22nd birthday. I just moved to Jackson, Mississippi. I've been there like a week and I didn't really know anyone yet. So I didn't like have anyone to go hang out with my birthday. <laughs> and I just got Outback takeout for myself and just ate Outback on my birthday alone in my crappy Jackson apartment. I love Outback deeply. Bloomin' Onion's like my top six favorite like death meal foods. So yes. I can only eat like three bites of it because I've I've eaten too much of it and I know how I feel when I eat too much of it. So but those first two or three bites of the Bloomin' Onion, elite. Absolutely elite. So oh, every bite's elite. This is like I'm glad this is our disagreement <laughs> pod. No, every bite's great. There's no bite where I'm like I've never stopped. I only stop eating a, a blooming onion when either someone else is with me and they help me finish it. First mm-hmm. off, thank you, Catherine B. Team Bloomin' yes. forever. Or like somebody tells me, Brody, you have to stop. Like there's no I this is actually not a joke. I go to Bloomin' Onion and I often my like my meal is an appetizer because I know the Bloomin' Onion is really 70% what I'm eating. And mm-hmm. then the rest is like, I'll get the wings or I'll get something like the quesadillas. And that's fun. But I'm here for the Bloomin' Onion. Matthew C. says the Outback has the most underrated wings. Are these the Kookaburra yes! wings? The Kookaburra I, wings, Matthew. I got to say, I've never had the wings I at get Outback. them every time. My I'm wife so loves the cheese fries and the steak salad, which Ooh. I think are two very overpriced options. I like Probably the coconut true. shrimp. The, the orange marmalade on the coconut shrimp is they're good shrimp but yes fantastic. matthew i could not agree more and i'm so sorry we're down this rabbit hole but <laughs> i deeply love their wings like it's a perfect seasoning <laughs> they're cooked well they're genuinely juicy which wings are not always interesting uh, yeah no i'm a big fan of their wings thank you Matthew. well i need to i guess i gotta try these uh brody we've, we've been ta- we've been hitting on this all year and i i think i'm gonna do it again I think when this Georgia team is challenged, they rise to the occasion. Yeah. And I think they do that against the Ohio State team. I like Georgia and the points, um, or minus the points, rather. I, I, I just think I think Georgia wins this thing comfortably. Ohio, Ohio State can obviously compete, but I think we're going to get A-plus Georgia. I think yes. we're going to get uh, – I don't think Ohio State can cover the tight ends. I think they can move the ball. <laughs> Vaughn says, I thought Andy's show was the food show. Well – we Andy does not have a food. monopoly on food, okay? Also, we do no. have food in the name, to be fair. So. Yeah, well, thank you. Yes, we're, <laughs> you, no one's eating staples. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, you could, I guess, but that, that's going to have to be removed by surgery later. Yes. But um, no, I think uh, I think that's what we're getting, and I, I think Ohio, I think Ohio State over time is Ohio State soft. I don't, I don't think know that. that I, I, I don't know that I would say that they're. Soft. I think that's unfair. I, I a lot there was a lot of CJ Stroud hate late in the season that I was kind of like, eh. I mean he's pretty good. Like he's still a really good. Oh player. yeah, he's pretty good. Well, I've been on. I'm one of them. I've been since like before, <laughs> but but I've been consistent on this. This wasn't late. I think since like week one, you and I talked about this. Like I I don't think he's bad. I think he throws a perfect football. You know what I mean? Like there's guys who are great throwers. They are incredible throwers. Like. He throw. He reminds me of Jerry Goff in a lot of ways, which is why I've been saying that for a year. Then I saw somebody tweet that, like a draft expert tweet that, and I'm like, <laughs> nice. But I think it, I, I I think it's hard to tell because his receivers have been so good. But that's and it's the almost thing. like I don't know. But that's why this year makes it concerning. I understood the draft stock because he does make some amazing throws. But it's like it's Ryan Day is a brilliant offensive coordinator to have like in the best receivers, and you just had artif- like artificially wide open receivers, and he's played three games this season, really Penn State. Notre Dame and obviously Michigan where you had talent matchups and you had teams that knew how to defend you and like took the top off the like could control the top of the defense and basically made you play underneath in a box. And every time I've ever seen that happen to CJ Stroud, he doesn't really look like he knows what he's doing. He's indecisive. Mm-hmm. Like he can't, he's not great with pressure, which I'm not, that's not like a, a vind- like that's not terrible, but the rest doesn't come together. I mm-hmm. love Georgia in this game for that reason. So I'm, I'm with you. If anything, yeah. I kind of like Ohio State's defense this year. I don't think Ohio State's defense is that bad. A Michigan game was really ugly. The rest look good. So I don't know where I'm really at with that. But if it anything, I think like it's going to be kind of low scoring. But It feels like a 31-17 kind of thing yeah, to me. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, where like Georgia's not embarrassing them, but – it never feels like Ohio State is going to. It never is. Re- yeah. yeah. Kind of like, like, a, like Georgia's like Georgia. The Emma entire Notre game Dame can three still years be like, ago. yeah. Or Georgia yeah. could be like, we're still good. We're fine. Like, yeah. And Georgia's yeah. fine the whole game. I uh, agree. So that was my number one. My number two. Uh, I will be there, Brody. Ooh. The Orange Bowl. Tennessee and Clemson. Tennessee, a six and a half point underdog. 
Um, this will be the 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 future QB bowl. I felt like all year Clemson Dabo Sweeney was too loyal to DJ Uyunglele. Kate Klubnik didn't look like a world beater, but he's dynamic. He looked like, yeah, he looked like the better guy, and he looks yeah. certainly the upside. We kind of know what DJ is. So you got Kate, Kate Klubnik's going to be it's his show after the uh, ACC championship. Joe Milton, we're going to call this an audition, Brody, because this is a big stage against a good defense. I think if you're Tennessee, you are not all in on the portal, but you're keeping an eye on it. You're saying, what's out there? Maybe making a call or two? What do you think? Because you have Joe Milton, who, you know, throws an unbelievable ball. The accuracy concerns are very, very real with him. I am very skeptical that you can fix that. Uh, Nico Iamaliava probably not going to be ready. Maybe he is. Maybe he's walking in day one, able to uh, able to, to challenge that job. But if Milton can blow up here and have a huge game, you feel a lot better going to the offseason. And maybe you regret that come fall when he's overthrowing guys again. Maybe you do. Or maybe he's your guy. Either way, I think you're going to learn something um, about Tennessee here. Now, uh, no Cedric Tillman. No Jalen Hyatt, no Hendon Hooker. But, Brody, the guys that are still there, off the charts on the Doobie Index. I think off you're right about the that. Charts. They are high on the Doobie Index. I don't index. think Clemson was waiting to get back in the playoff. They're sitting here in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tennessee. It's like, why are we not in the this Sugar was, Bowl? Yeah. This, was the, this was the Tennessee's back season. Like, the Vols are officially back. Um and they've looked like it all year, and I still have talent. I think you, you look at, you know, we could have a squirrel white breakout game here. Um, we could see some things. Um, I think you might be too close to this ball. one. I, well, I, no, this is my I, first I major think, disagreement with you. No, I think this game I like, is like, I'm, I'm intrigued, but give me the Tigers. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So this, I, I'm not like saying this is uninteresting. I think this would be like sixth on my list. I, I disagree with this in the, your number two ranking. Because one, like we, the obvious part, right? Like, most of the big names aren't playing, but even that, it's just like I've seen these teams. I don't know. There's a little bit of like staleness for me with bowls to some extent. Like mm-hmm. it's like, a, how much am I interested to see a team? How or how much do I want answers? And how much I'm like, a, all right, these seasons played out as they are. Like we have our answers. It is what it is. And I'm not like there's nothing I'm really hoping to find out. The future QB angle is very interesting. So I think it's a good point. Milton unleashed, why... Club Nick unleashed, and, Club and these Nick, are two kind of close way. teams. Like I think it's going to be competitive. It's I don't a know good if you've game. heard this. I don't know if you've heard this, Brody, but Tennessee's secondary is not great. Uh, and Kate Klubnik, he can sling it. I, I like what I've seen out of Club. He's got to grow up. Yeah, but I love fun. what I've seen out of him this year. And but I he think that's like incredible six in the ACC championship. I think it's a little stale for me, just considering like these two teams have like they've been the spotlight all year, and then kind of like it just didn't work out. So not that high for me, but I am interested, and I want to see Joe Milton do well. Like I'm here for that. So yeah, yeah really, that really good. Kid. In Tennessee, uh, you would think the Doobie Index. I love by the way. Like you would think Tennessee <laughs> is an absolute like I want to ruin them mode because I actually think I like Tennessee in the points. Like maybe buy a half and get that seven. Why not, just, baby? What's fifteen more dollars or whatever your price is? Who cares? I'm going against the Doobie Index here, but I do think ultimately Klubnik just too much on the secondary i, I, I think it. clemson's gonna move the ball i think they can hold up against um uh, i think they can do what georgia did what pitt did take yes. away the running game and make milton throw it um I believe you're right and and i think i i like clemson for that reason so we'll see about this ball game yeah, i like being contested now brody my third game the sugar bowl Alabama, Kansas State. This is one I feel like you're going to disagree with, but let me let me let me walk you through this. I'm okay with this one. This is an interesting Alabama situation. We don't have any official opt outs. I was at the Nagurski Awards. Uh, I don't know when it was. Time is meaningless. Two weeks ago, week. I've been everywhere. I try to talk to Will Anderson. I try to say, "Hey, Will, you're going to play. You're going to play." It's like, ah, you know, I got to figure it out. Will Anderson's probably not going to play. Bryce Young probably not going to play. Uh, we can say that with reasonable with reasonable certainty. That's a bummer. That drops it. Yeah. Now, but but I think we here's the thing, bro. I think we have to reconfigure what bowl season is to us. No argument. I, I, I want to hear your thoughts is, on this. But yeah. this is the this is the the spring scrimmage that we've been clamoring for that we will never get. This is what we get to see the future of these programs, especially yes. programs where Alabama is right now, where they're not happy to be there. 
So I kind of get that. We already, uh, Catherine B notes, we already saw K-State absolutely maul LSU with 35 scholarship yes. players last year. I did. I ran into uh, Colin Klein, their OC in San Antonio, like a week later. And I was like, I, I think I was like, Colin, because I, I covered Colin a million years ago. And I was like, Colin, I was kind of asking, like, you, got, you guys kind of knew that was coming, didn't you? It's like, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know. We're... <laughs> I mean, the, as Catherine B points out in the comment, but that John Trey Kirkland tutty, though, that game, which to your kind of point here, that game was just about vibes for LSU. Like, nobody <laughs> went into that game thinking, like, oh, so you can win this. That game was about, like, this is a disaster. Interim coach, let's just go have fun. And, yeah, the Kansas State destroyed him. And, by the way, nice indicator to your point, though, even though it's not like we both thought LSU was a joke that game, but, like, Sometimes bowls can be your little indicator of the future a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like, all right. This so I'm very, in- I'm very intrigued to see what Alabama does at quarterback um, because I, I think you have a really difficult situation with the Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson thing. I think you got to play them both. I want to see them both. But Alabama's doobie index on a scale of one to ten is like a point four in this it's ball game. It's really bad. K State's like a seven point six. But that's guess. why it's a. That's why it's not going to be that high for me. It's not that. Alabama isn't like their vibes because you're right. I don't care. It's not a deal breaker that their doobies low, and I'm glad that I'm saying this with a straight face is a real metric, <laughs> but it, it is a good way to just like quickly say what we're trying to say. Uh, but like, it's the idea that this would have been really fun. It would have been really fun to see if Kansas State can match up. Like that would have been awesome because we, I think we're both high on Kansas State. We both think like they are like they went from like underrated to overrated because they're underrated to like now officially underrated because you once considered them overrated i think like there is a good mm-hmm. team and i would have loved to watch this and now it just feels flat it's still high up it's still in the top half but it feels flat because you know it's like a team that should be fighting their tail off against someone that's like even if they win it's gonna be like well you know they didn't really have it i do agree i do want to see the young bama pieces i do want to see the future and mm-hmm. i want to see kansas state like, yeah, I probably like the Kansas State plus three and a half. I probably do. Big night but... for Deuce Vaughn, K-State money line. Yes. All the yeah. way here. I think we're All the way here. I, I, this is like seventh on my list now. I mean, this is going to be exact. Like, listen, I know every program hates when you beat a team and they're like, well, they didn't really want to be there. But, like, this is Alabama. Come on, guys. Like, yeah. you don't oh, come you're to right. Alabama to play you're in New right. six games. You just I'm not apart. saying that, but it does hurt my enjoyment <laughs> of the game. Is that fair? I will I will expect Kansas State to win this game. I will pat them on the back. I will say good game, Kansas State, when they win. And I will also acknowledge that I don't think they were all that fired up about tackling a tiny rolling bowling ball that is Deuce Vaughn 30 times when he just gets just pounded the rock. So Yeah, I think like it is fair to both acknowledge that they will deserve credit for winning it, but it just then can't be used in like July is like part of your yeah. argument for can- is that like I think that's the right middle yes. ground. It can't be used as how good they are, but it's like yeah, good for you. And the the conference strength argument has always been stupid based on bowls. It's even <sighs> stupider now. This is our really don't, this is like because it's can't. now because it's normally like the like, second best in one conference playing the sixth in another. But then when that that second best team beats it, it's like see Big Ten's better, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like I do think Michigan's better than mississippi state like what yeah i do like what are you doing here yeah, <sighs> yeah. sorry so uh i'm, I'm i want to see the future of the quarterback spot uh that's the only interesting thing about alabama i i need to see more from Jalen miller throw miller throwing the ball um and i haven't seen anything out of ty simpson who obviously was a five-star recruit big time guy um oh, shoot. we're gonna learn a little bit about bama uh if this is a if if alabama wins this game i'm gonna call my shot here if alabama wins this game it's because Ty Simpson has won the starting job in the fall. That's why they win this game. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little because <laughs> he little lights them up. I mean, this is not SEC news necessarily, but just for because I know we have several LSU listeners in here. Uh, transferport D two tight All American tight end uh, Kyle Morlock just committed to Florida State. I know LSU was really open to get him, so I know Catherine will be disappointed. But uh, <laughs> it's a big get for Florida State. But anyway, continue. good. Uh, uh... Uh, Godspeed to our portal prince, uh, Max Olson. I don't know how he keeps track of all this stuff. Uh, a lot of amphetamines, I would think. Yeah, probably. But the guy is from below. I mean, he talks to a lot of recruiting coordinators. I know that, but like, it's just so, it's so many guys. And it's like, for me, it's like guys, I want to know his like, tweet deck situation. I want to yeah. know like because you that has to be seventy percent of this, right? Like, obviously, I told he's, Max, he's in touch with people, but on, to know each port- tweet, like, <laughs> yeah, is how do you day, know to even notice the tweet of the the third string D lineman out of UTEP. Like, I'm just like, how, but he, it's always, he's the first person to tweet that out. And I'm just like, 
what are your tweet deck settings? I don't know. That's a good question. But I did tell Max, I said, Max, I want you to know that I've given you this honor on Portal Day. I have done this for excluding some reporting strategies, which I will not share on the pod. Uh, I have turned tweet alerts on maybe one or two other times in my life. Ooh. And I said, Max, it's Portal Day. I've turned tweet alerts on for you. I want you to know that I've given you this honor. Please do not abuse it. I have not turned them off. So props to our colleague, Max That Olson. is a huge compliment. That is a I know. Big, I, listen, Max, every time you yeah. tweet, it's going directly to my phone. So thank you, Max. I have a very uh, short list. And it's like, I used to, I, I have Bruce on. Our, our colleague Bruce Feldman, but I mm-hmm. especially had him on because you know he's so tied in with LSU during the Ogeron years. They're like, and that's like, but I can't turn it off. Like he's still breaking most of the big news. So I'm like, Bruce, you are forever in my <laughs> my alerts. But yes, all right. My number four is the Irish against the Gamecocks. Uh, I I think this is yeah. This is like honestly my two or three. I love. I'm excited game. about this game. This is gonna be a good game. I think Notre Dame certainly. I'd have it's too un- but it's two unsexy teams. It is, but they're so interesting in their kind of unsexiness. Where does Notre Dame rank in the talent rankings? I actually don't know the answer. To this I don't question. know the answer. I would I assume like, like right outside the range. top ten. So yeah, you would think somewhere in there. South Carolina's nineteenth. I know that. So the gap's not huge. No Marshawn Lloyd. Uh, he is in the portal. Huge I presume he's not playing. That's a big loss. Um, but Brody, Gamecocks, Doobie Index, they're into it. They're High Doobie Index. All in. Notre Dame, I am very skeptical. I'm curious what Gene is going to pick. Marcus Freeman so... has, uh, yeah, Marcus Freeman has uh, Catherine Butos, no Jaheim Bell. Also, yeah. that's a big loss for them. Um, really, really good player. He had a huge, if I recall, he had a huge bowl game last year, like eight yeah, catches, 90 yards, something like that. Um, anyway, um, so that's a problem. Marcus Freeman righted the ship after a rough start, but give me the Gamecocks in this one, Brody. I think the Gamecocks get it done here. I think this is going to be a doobie index uh, referendum. Uh, and I think we see similar to last year with North Carolina. I think, I think uh, South Carolina was a 10-point underdog in that game, if, I, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And they won it outright. Give me the Gamecocks outright here. So, yeah, we don't have to go into too big depth of this one. It's just interesting to me. Like, it's just two teams that I feel like are in similar but also very opposite zones in a lot of ways, and I'm just interested. But I think I like Notre Dame here. I think Marcus Freeman, like, he doesn't need this. But at the same time, like, he is in that kind of, like, what's this? It seemed like it's in the right direction, but it started so bad. Let's not forget in last year's bowl game, they got off to, like, this, what, like, 14 nothing like, dominant start. It was, like, a narrative Super Bowl because it was, like, one half. It was a narrative of, like, Marcus Freeman is, the, <laughs> is fixing it. And then it was, like, they just unbelievable collapse. And it's, like, Marcus Freeman's not ready to be a head coach, and it's neither. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think he's going to be locked in. This is obviously probably going to be important to him. I think they're probably playing for their 10th win, right? Like, And I think there's going to be – That sounds right. And Notre Dame is probably more talented. Obviously, South Carolina doesn't have its pieces. I will take Notre Dame and, uh, and lay the two and a half. But it's a fun game. I'm all in on this one. We can't all be Marshall, Brody, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, with Texas Bowl, I'm, I'm, I looked at the doobie numbers on this, and I'm calling it a it's draw tough, because yeah. – <laughs> Because I think when you have Texas Tech, Joy McGuire building there, I think you, you, you've you got some upward trajectory. You would think any Joy McGuire team has a decent doobie. Yeah, well, one would think, depending on the situation. But Texas Tech, one of the least uh, entitled fan bases. Everything they get, it feels like they scrapped and clawed for. Um, yeah. They don't have a lot of games where they're like, ah, we don't care about this game. Well, they, you don't see that a lot with Texas Tech. Um, so I think they'll be in good shape. Ole Miss, meanwhile, even coming off of last year's Sugar Bowl, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we haven't seen a lot of Ole Miss opt-outs. It's hard to keep track of some of these guys. Not a lot of Ole Miss opt-outs. Yeah, and the biggest thing is you keep Lane. If they didn't have Lane, Ole Miss's doobie index would have cratered. But, but I isn't like it still both. low? Like this was a it, team that was seven and zero, and then they like finish eight and four. It's flat. Maybe it's like a team full lose, of transfers, which isn't a negative. The but it's just, There's no question about that. But I just feel like it's like a let's go play the Texas Bowl. Like I feel like I think it's two teams like meeting. To your point, like Texas Tech, get up for everything. I think you can. I think you can. Be, I think you can build for next year. I don't think you're fire. Like I don't think Ole Miss is gonna travel forty thousand strong and beat no. down the doors to get to Houston for this game, but. I don't think that they're out, and I think they, uh, I think they get this done. And I think they they're the better team this year. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're a better, better team. team here. I think their defense is 
somehow still underrated. I think they slow down Texas Tech. I think they win this game in a close one, but I think I'll, I'll take Ole Miss um, minus three. Ooh, I wish I had my. I'm trying to pull it up, but I'm not fast enough. I wanted to pull up my like hashtag stat sheet, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I wonder what like if Tech's run defense. Like, I'm not sure what Tech's like body situation is. You know, like how's their run mm-hmm. defense? How's their line of scrimmage? I don't know the answer to that. I won't lie mm-hmm. to the listeners, but I like Tech here. I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. I like again vibes only. I'm going Tech plus three. Let's do it, Brody. My next game is now. I want Brody. If you ask nicely, I like your chances to get on the field for Purdue in this game if you're in the house. They have a new coach, no quarterback. Uh, I believe Charlie Jones is not playing. If he's I'm not playing. Aiden he's O'Connell not playing. is not playing. There were two others that I forget the name of. I apologize. but So, Brody, if you just wear a Purdue shirt and show up on the sidelines. But I went to Indiana. So, like, yeah, but that's like, a heck am of I there story to sabotage if you play against, it? What am I doing? If you play against LSU in a, in a bowl game. That's selling a lot of subs, Brody. The people are going to want to read that story. That's a really good point. Do it for the brand. Yeah. <laughs> That, and it's like, yeah, there's the, the double narrative of I'm playing for my theoretical rival and I'm going against the team I cover. I'd read that story, Brody. I would. I 100% would. I mean, dude, I don't like, I don't like bragging, but I did have three and a half sacks senior year in South Jersey. You know, I don't want to like talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I think they could use a 5'10 nose tackle. I believe they could. I like it. I like um, it. But man, I gotta say, man, I am shocked you put this at six. I know you didn't know the jo- Jones and maybe even the O'Connell when you originally made this list, but like this should be eleventh. Like, here's my ca- here's my counter to you, bro. Because even LSU all- isn't. Yeah, go on. We're already in the dregs. I don't agree. Oh, let's go. I don't agree. But <laughs> like LSU, even though they're good are not like juicy to watch. Like, you know, like their offense isn't like I know James Daniels running around's awesome, but you know, it's kind of like a not the most juicy offense. Like the things LSU does well is more like being sound, you know, and like and then Purdue's not even that fun to watch. Like that's not a fun matchup to me anyway. And nobody's playing and the coach, I mean LSU has a few opt outs too, not as big, but a few. Obviously no Jeff Brom like Yes, Drew Brees is is coaching in it, which makes it kind of fun. Uh, it's fun for I know this is probably inside baseball, but the biggest conspiracy theory, like that was uh, almost obnoxious, was how the Saints like never drafted LSU players, and every LSU fan is so angry about it. Like, what did the Saints have against LSU? And then all of a sudden, Drew Brees, you know, first chance he can, jumps in to coach against LSU. What if I told you that Drew Brees was the one saying don't draft out? Like he's the one with the vendetta. Well, and think. also Drew Brees has a very has a very um, recognizable throwing motion. So if we see that that number sixteen in Purdue helmet uh, under the oh, Purdue helmet again, we would be able to notice. You would think. I'll know. We'll know if they try to slip him in. I'm holding out, but we'll but that out. would help its watchability ranking. So this is well, tough. I'm not ruling it out. I think yeah. Purdue by any means necessary. Catherine points out if Nussmeyer plays, because I don't, we haven't talked to Brian Kelly in a few weeks. I don't know the Jaden Daniels situation and all that. Nussmeyer would help to watch the ankle. The ankle is in bad, was in bad shape after the SC championship. It was in bad shape, and there's just no real reason to play it, right? Like, there's no reason to push it. So, yes, Nussmeyer would help the watchability, because to your point, so much is about the future. So much is about like, Nussmeyer makes any bowl game fun. You let Garrett Nussmeyer go run around and make some stuff happen, as we saw in Atlanta, that's fun. So I'm okay with it being in the eighth zone, but this is, you having this at six is blasphemy. This I'm is into a it. Terrible, terrible game. Meanwhile, the turnover chainsaw meets the Gators. You think this is the Drake's oh, This is a great game. Well, a little bit. I, you don't I'm have intrigued. to go in depth on it. It's not like, but like, it's. I'm intrigued by it. Uh, Obviously, no Anthony Richardson. We'll see what Jack Miller has to do. I, I think Florida's another one of those. I think what what the Bulls are becoming now, for better or worse, is the do we need to go to the portal ex- exhibitions? I think you're gonna like. I think it's gonna yeah. be a referendum. Ooh, on a that's lot of good. Guys that's a good outlook. Yeah. Of like, okay, what do we have in this? Because you're gonna figure out a little bit of what you have. It's not gospel, but you kind of if a guy's if a guy blows up in a bowl game, you know, like if Jack Miller comes out here and throws for 400 yards against Oregon State, I think Florida's like, we're good. Maybe we take a backup, but we're good. If he comes out here and goes seven for 20 with two picks, all of a sudden you're saying, well, there's pretty good. Yeah. There's a, I've talked to a bunch of coaches that are like, that don't need quarterbacks. And they're like, man, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the portal. Like you almost have to yeah. see what you can do because you can make your team better. That's the question you have to answer. Does this make our team better? And a lot of coaches are wondering that because there are so many good quarterbacks in the portal and you don't know 
what they're looking for or what your chances are unless you try. So anyway, we'll see. I think Oregon State was one of my favorite teams to watch this year. If they, you are not familiar with Jack Coletto, sweet, sweet sons, yeah, you need to you need to fix that. The man plays linebacker. He plays quarterback. He plays fullback. It's incredible. He's been doing this for a couple of years. Oregon State doesn't have a lot of crossover with SEC teams, but he That's what, this is he runs me. very weirdly. He's just an interesting player. I feel like he's due for a big night against uh, this. Uh, uh, we'll call it uh, generous Florida defense uh yeah it's like not bad but it just makes some horrible mistakes is that a good way to put it i think yeah i think for one i think the oregon state doobie index is pretty high here i think they're the more physical team i like oregon state uh minus the points you know yeah i I don't like to brag but i did get this at six and a half it open and now i feel <laughs> sharp um, it seems like it's moving yeah there you go yeah, but no i i i get like because florida's no like florida's opt-outs all that like it's not that juicy from the florida side but i love this game and because it's just like i love it from the perspective of i love watching a team that is good kind of like kansas state right they're good but they're kind of off in the distance you're not watching them too much or they're good but they play in a conference you're not sure of like how deep it is all that stuff and i love watching them go play an sec team and great like florida's not great so it's not that fun but i'm, I'm just very excited to watch oregon State, who like you said they're so interesting to me i love watching them play for this because mm-hmm. like they're not big but they're just like tough, they're and, tough. Like, there's and like a veracity to them like they're they were kind of the antithesis of a lot of like to the top of the pac-12 this year was just like Awful. bombs away and so many points when you look at UCLA, USC, Washington, Oregon, all these teams that are just like, oh man. And then you have Oregon who wants to grind you, or Oregon State that wants to grind yeah. you out. And you and I love teams where it's like it's was fantastic this year. They were down like what was it, 28 7, 38 7, something like that. It was over. something insane. And they rallied back to win without throwing a pass. So enjoy that. <laughs> and you and I love teams that are like their offense is a spread in reality. Like it's a perimeter offense, but there's a physicality and run game to it. Like the run game is it, even though it's kind of spread out. Like those are our favorite offenses. So yeah, I love this one. Um, and also like we all have our babies as writers, you know, our ones that like you wrote the story <laughs> on early and you just kind of like, you're like, yeah, I kind of called that. And I wrote like the feature, which I didn't do anything special, but I wrote the feature on them when they were like four and oh last year on like mm. what Jonathan Smith was doing. And it was just like, I'm like, this guy is so impressive. And I'm just slow like, burn. I've, I've liked this team. He inherited a not a good situation. And it, they are it, oh, it was, I think the only comp is the literal only comp for what he took over is probably just the post less miles, Kansas, which, which mm-hmm. what Leopold doing is also amazing. But like, Oregon State was the consensus worst Power Five job and program in the country when he took it. To have them here like this soon is wild. So yeah, I, I like this one. This would be like four or five for me. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. We'll see how it goes. My uh, number eight, I have uh, Mississippi State in Illinois. Uh, Mississippi State obviously hired Zach Arnett uh, as their head coach. Um, you know, a tragic situation. We, I, I, you know, at some point, obviously Mississippi State has to play a football game. I don't know what we're gonna get out of them what yeah. that's going to look like. I, it's a really, really hard situation um, for everybody. Um, but they do have to play football. And I, I don't know. They're really a wild card. I think this is a really interesting matchup. Obviously, you know, we'll see. Has Chase Brown – I don't believe Chase Brown has said whether or not he's playing or not. I have not read anything, but I'm Googling if I was, it. My guess is that he will, but I don't know that for a fact. Um, either way, there's so many opt-outs uh, in every single bowl game. But if he plays, that's going to be a really interesting matchup. I think Mississippi State actually matches up pretty well to slow down that running game. Uh, you know, the three-three-five can can stop running games. Uh, and I think Mississippi State has the bodies up front to do that. So I, I do like Mississippi State in this ball game. Uh, so give me uh, give me the Bulldogs. Yeah, no, yeah, I think it, obviously like there's a little bit of this game becomes more interesting because like in in a very very perverted way of like Leach isn't there, so it's like you're interested to watch this, but also. I think this is just a really fun matchup and it does stink that Leach isn't there in so many ways. Cause like one, you know, it just makes like who knows what Mississippi state's going to be. Also, you just want him on that sideline. You're going to be sad. He's not there, but I think this is such a fun matchup because it's like Mississippi state is a physical, like good football team. Zach Garnett's defenses are great. And Illinois, as we know, is one of the better defenses in the country. And they also have that great running game. Like if Chase Brown plays, of course. So it's like, I love this matchup. This is actually, again, I love, this is why I love disagreeing with you. I put this one kind of high on my list. Like, I don't know where exactly, but this is, I think I like Miss. What's the spread? I'm so sorry. I'm blanking on. 
or maybe there isn't uh, one because of a weird content. I don't. I think they may have taken it down. Yeah, I'm that that's sure. which is fair. I I think I like Mississippi State to win here just because I like them as a football team. I just think they're a really mm-hmm. well-rounded team. So yeah, good. Uh, next we have Kansas and Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. Arkansas three-point underdogs. Listen, or sorry, three-point favorites. Listen, we may not have a more lopsided doobie index other than K-State Alabama. Yes. Kansas, this is basically like their Super Bowl. Arkansas, they've been in the top 10 this year. They finished in sort of uh, unimpressive fashion. Certainly losing to Mizzou was not something that they had on their on their uh, vision boards at the start of the season. Yeah. I, I have a lot of questions about Arkansas. Getting KJ Jefferson back is massive. I, yes. I don't think – I think when you really think about it, it makes sense. That was not something that I really expected for Arkansas. So, they, you know, certainly they can, they can do some things next year. KJ, Jeff, KJ Jefferson is a load, but give me the Jayhawks here because yeah. of the Doobie Index. Jayhawks outright. I just oh. love Kansas. I'll keep it simple. I just love Kansas against the Sar. I think <laughs> take the over in this game. I think it's like 68 and a half, which I yeah, Kansas is going to be able to put some that. points up in Kansas will put some points up in this game. This is one of those. I like Kansas a lot against Arkansas's defense and all that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'll keep it short. Yeah. But I Brody, love, I'm, you, I'm into this game. I am. Brody, do you know where the Gasparilla Bowl is? It is not. I had to look it up this year. This is week. It El Paso? It is, it is somewhere even scarier. It is in the Tropicana Field in Tampa. Okay, no <laughs> with their, world would I have heard that. With no. their weird tiger stripe turf that I hope they fixed. It's bad turf. I, it looks oh, terrible on television. Too, I don't know. That's bad. Um, what is Gasparilla again? I don't know. I I guess I it's know. like sarsaparilla, but you can you can run a lawnmower with it. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I really want it. Gasparilla. Yeah, I don't know what Gasparilla is. Please educate me. I missed me. the bad. I mean, I don't know what it is. We missed the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. Uh, I should I should have done my my uh, Gasparilla research in our in our pre show prep, but uh, we'll see. I believe Sam Hartman's status is still in doubt. Uh, yeah. The zoo loses Dominic Lovett. They keep Luther Burden. That's huge for them. Lovett a huge loss. Missouri's certainly shopping in the yeah. portal for quarterbacks. I don't think there's anything Brady Cook can do in this game to change that. Um, obviously Tyler Macon is gone. Um, Brady, Brady Cook, we've seen enough from this season that, you know, Missouri went out there last year. They were trying to get JT Daniels. They should have get Jaden Daniels. Uh, they ended up getting Jack Abraham, who didn't, wasn't really a factor this year. Um, so ultimately, you know, this is just a total coin flip. If, if obviously if Sam Hartman plays, which I'm skeptical that he will, um, you know, I like Wake Forest in this, uh, Missouri just has not, you know, they haven't done a ton to really impress you this year. So we'll see. But uh, I think it comes down to Sam Hartman. If he does not play, give me the Tigers. I think they can slow down Wake Forest's offense. If he does, uh, I'm taking the Demon Deacons. See, yeah, okay. First off, wait, before I review, our lovely producer, John, came in with some details for us. Uh, Gasparilla is, okay, since since 19... We we have to move this up our rankings for reasons that will be clear in a second. Okay. Since 1905, pirates have invaded Tampa Bay. Every year, the unruly plunders take over the city in honor of the mythical, legendary pirate, Jose Gaspar. So it's like a pirate fest. And obviously, with Mike Leach's unfortunate departure, I think we have to give more love to basically the pirate bull. So um, we didn't I, know in the in the in the Mississippi State uh, bowl matchup that they are playing in Raymond James Stadium, which does have a literal pirate ship. Oh, this is it. getting good. Yeah, okay, <laughs> we got we got some good pirate content this year. Yeah. sword baby. But yeah, uh, Missouri. I just I'm looking forward. I like bowls also when it's like two teams that feel like they're just kind of vaguely on the similar level. You know, and this same feels color, like one of those colors also, which doesn't help. Oh, I don't, I don't know. That. <laughs> but um, yeah, like Missouri's like the best team that can't win a game. Like they are a solid football team like they're in every single game that defense's metrics are very good this year Blake up Baker, 10 on georgia in the fourth quarter yeah like that, that, hang a banner guys if georgia wins the <laughs> national championship like that was impressive <laughs> have you ever seen the have you ever seen the like meme of lee corso when they were like beating ohio state i think it was in indiana like in the first half he stopped <laughs> the team in a timeout and had them all turn around and point at the scoreboard to like enjoy it like take it in which is the most <laughs> indiana football thing ever right but that yeah, is that's not great <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I want to see Missouri here. Like, it's not like, yeah, this is probably the least interesting game. I think it's fair to say, but yeah, I like Missouri here. I want to watch. Brody, Sicko's Bowl of the Century. 
So I can't, I can't believe, believe you this. put this last. I can't, I can't believe, believe they it. did this. Listen, listen. Everybody you're really get, telling me you're not excited to watch this. Everybody game. will get hyped for this game and then they'll start watching it and then they no. will stop watching it. Do you Brody, okay? This is actually a discussion I think we should have where they were okay. wrapping up the show, obviously. I can't so, like, believe when you're did. watching those Thursday night NFL games, like the Broncos. Swan I don't Rose. watch the Thursday night NFL games. I have too much self-respect. See, okay, <laughs> this, is, this is the discussion we're having. Like when you're watching like those terrible games, and there's a lot of there's for reference a lot of bad Thursday night games lately. I think it was Broncos Colts was the ugly one. Like you you're like not happy watching that. Like are you like annoyed when you watch games like that? You're just like this is bad. Uh so that's sort of not the best example because bad NFL football kind of sucks. Bad NF- bad college football is okay. usually fun because it's yes. like I watched a lot of Iowa football this year, mostly yes. just out of morbid curiosity. But man, it's it's not even so like you just all of the stuff together. Okay. You have all the opt-outs. Kentucky is missing a bunch of players. Iowa's missing a bunch of players. Uh all of that stuff. We don't get to see uh their new quarterback. Uh, Cade McNamara come in there and, and do anything for them, which talking a big game, by the way. Mm. I don't know if you saw this. I was, I know if this was like a midseason pod. I was kind of like, I was kind of like, yeah. boy, that quote, you better get it done, or that quote's going to be spicy come October. But that's what like, they need, man. Gonna... They need like that cocky. Yeah, I guess. Need some I guess at the end of the day, again, I keep coming back to it's results business, and you got to do something. I, I, I... So see, we'll see. I bet on I, I, if there's anything I learned from covering Joe Burrow, it's bet on irrational confidence. You're gonna miss. Yeah. You're gonna be wrong four to ten times completely, but I bet on the guy with irrational confidence. I think so. Iowa's offensive issues partly personnel. I do think their scheme more than personnel. Yeah, but I don't think bringing in you know Eric All and bringing Cade Magnamera like fixes that much. No, I think they're, they're probably not like awful or just like the but the over under in this game. Is I believe at 31 and a half, if I'm not mistaken, which is like, come on, dude. So, I cannot, I'm so again, we had we saw this last year. I, I can't believe they did this, Brody. I can't believe oh, they did they this. Knew they, were they literally I, were I, doing I, the sickos bowl thing. I think they I knew. Think Kentucky, I guess Kentucky fans will show up to this. I don't know why. It's not going to be particularly warm in Nashville, I have to assume. Uh, Iowa fans are not going to travel to this game. If they do, I mean, that's true sickos behavior like there's this is just gonna be ugly football in probably like a gray like spitting rain kind of day they should put the frank beamer uh celebrating the zero zero tie thing at midfield <laughs> like make that the midfield logo now if they do that i'll watch if they give I me really that think i think they need to lean that. into the bit because the key with a good ugly football game isn't that they're running the ball up the middle and cl- no it needs to be like you're trying and you're just failing i think yeah i'm i'm this is like I, I don't know how high I'm putting this. I am so excited for this football game. I you saw Frank Beamer in Vegas. I should have asked him about it in retrospect. <laughs> what are your thoughts on watching Iowa football this year? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so, I, I listen, I, I don't think anybody is actually going to want to watch this game. I have to look at the dates. Aren't there also two other games on? If this is If this was a game that was like a Tuesday night, like some of the G5 Bulls are, like a Tuesday night at like 7.30, I probably would watch this game. But I think they're running up against other I'm DVRing games. it, baby. I can't wait. <laughs> and for the record, I'm now taking Iowa. Now that, listen, when you press DVR, I hope your DVR button makes <laughs> it's it. like, are you are sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yes. I, I hope they make you say it twice because they should know better than this. Now, like, what would be the right drink for a game like this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, say hypothetically, I'm probably working. But, like, if I'm drinking, like, is this a beer game? Is this a liquor game? Is this a wine game? You know, I don't know. I mean, it feels like just pure Everclear. I think, <laughs> like, see, no, Everclear is a shootout. Mix, no, I think, I think with, Ever, mix it with, mix it with Everclear is a no defense game. It. Everclear is Kansas, <laughs> Arkansas. Kansas, Arkansas is Everclear. I think this is like... pond water. <laughs> yeah this is uh what's that uh i think it's called a jersey turnpike the shot like it's like a joke shot where like the bartender squeezes the juices out of the bar mat into a glass that's the that's there is a game. little there is a pond over the fence of my backyard i'll i'll go out there and i'll scoop my cup for that game and i will have it setting down <laughs> and get ready to watch this embrace ball game. the bat guys come on this is why oh we man it's here's the thing. Bush Light would, is the official beer of Iowa, as Vaughn says. That's not a bad I would point. agree with you, but also we saw this last year and we don't get to see Will Levitz and his howitzer tear a hole in some Iowa linebackers' chests. So we don't get to see that. Um it's true. 
uh, I don't even. I mean, who is even going to start for Kentucky in this ball game? This is. Uh, I don't know. That's the fun of it, man. Let let. Uh, no, let no, Chris Rodriguez Brown. also. Yeah, let put Barry Brown, Brown back there. Wow. Do the John Trey Kirkland. Yeah, just let him go. <laughs> yeah. Either way, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, thank you guys for tuning great in comment work today, guys. You guys really thrived. Brought your brought your. Yeah, bowl you did game, a lot of comments today. Also, Birdie. Uh, the uh, our our intrepid producer John notes that this game is up against the Sugar Bowl, so you're gonna say no to Alabama and Kansas State in favor of. I, I have a two TV setup in my office. Okay, I, I think it's I will this. That's fair, right? I, I think there's another game also, if I'm not mistaken. So your laptop will come out then. I don't know. You have to be on your phone or something along those lines. I will be back. I, I come back from the Sugar Bowl early the morning of New Year's Eve or from the Orange Bowl, the morning of New Year's Eve. So hopefully I can get back in time to watch the Sugar Bowl and not the Music City Bowl. Oof, yikes. But thank you guys for uh, listening, interacting. It's been fun. Uh, It's been quite a season, Brody. Uh, We'll have to see when our next show is. We're not going to do them quite as regularly because we're not in the season anymore, but we'll pop in. We're doing a show for – I'll be at the Orange Bowl. We're going to do one when I'm there. Okay. Um, Brody, are you you're going to LSU's bowl game? Are you? I not? will be at the Citrus Bowl. Yes, the but... Citrus Bowl. All right, so we'll both be in the state of Florida. That's nice. Yeah, uh, Orlando is a long ways from uh, from Miami. No, he's Dick's Cups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Football Grits all year. We'll have another show in the middle of bowl season, uh, closer to to New Year's, and then after that, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been fun. Appreciate all you guys' comments and reading them. It was very, very entertaining. Uh, so thanks to you guys. And uh, if you didn't catch the whole show, it'll be up on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your podcast purveyor of choice very, very soon. So thank you guys again, football and pork tenderloin for Brody Miller right. from the state of Indiana <laughs> briefly. And for uh, the rest of us. I'm David Oven. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys again uh, later this month. Thank you.